Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to a very special birthday episode of Capes and Japes. Uh, this episode is coming out on my birthday, uh, and the universe has already given me uh, <laughs> many gifts uh, that we will be discussing. Everything is coming up, Olivia Capes and Japes. <laughs> really, really, truly is. For once, um, I love uh, love to stay winning, but before we talk about all that, we are going to do an episode, um, and we are going to do an episode talking about Plastic Man. Uh, we talked about uh, Elongated Man, Ralph Dibney, not too long ago, and we are taking a look at DC's other most well-known stretchy guy stretchman um i was trying to think up a joke for like we we're like we did a long stretch of marvel and now we're coming back to plastic man (laughs) but i didn't get there fast enough you know i appreciate the effort nevertheless um so, Plastic Man was originally uh, a character in Quality Comics, which was an early uh, comics publisher that was eventually acquired uh, by DC. Um, I probably, I think, I think definitely the most well-known of the quality comics characters that DC acquired, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, But I I think the one that's had kind of the most longevity. So he first showed up in uh, quality comics in a uh, book called Police Comics, (laughs) (laughs) ironically, um, in uh, 1941. And he was both designed and written by uh, Jack Cole. So in his first appearance, uh, he his name is uh, Patrick O'Brien, nicknamed Eel, uh, because he is so gosh darn slippery. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's... I. <laughs> Truly, unfortunately, all I can think of is, uh, did you ever watch the, um, the Carmen Sandiego Netflix cartoon? I did not. Okay. Well, there's, part of the thing of it is that she keeps running into different criminals who are from different countries, and they all have kind of a theme. Um, and the one from New Zealand, voiced obviously by Reese Darby, (laughs) is named Neil the Eel. Good. (laughs) Because he's just real slippery. Good. <laughs> um, so maybe uh, t- he he and our, our friend Plastic Man would get along. Um, so in this uh, first appearance, uh, Eel is a petty criminal, uh, which has always been one of my favorite things about Plastic Man. Like, I feel like there's, like, very few superheroes who like were pr- like you like you have like gritty anti-hero superheroes who did like a bunch of crime you don't have a lot of just straight up superheroes who used to just like rob banks and stuff <laughs> um and also gay people love thieves that's just well known <laughs> um it's just facts uh but he is uh he's a thief um, he mainly does, like, you know, burglaries. Uh, he's very good at getting in and out of places. Um, in this initial backstory, I think it's, like, it's just said that, like, he was orphaned when he was young, and then he grew up on the streets, and then he, you know, turned to a life of crime. Later on, I think, like, once he's acquired by DC at some point they give him an abusive dad because you gotta you gotta have an abusive dad when you do crime 
very DC. Very, very on brand. Thanks, guys. <laughs> DC just like, okay, but what if his dad sucks? <laughs> what if his dad sucks? We don't have enough bad dads yet. Um, he uh, becomes Plastic Man because he and uh, his gang that he does burglaries with, there's like three or four other people, uh, he, they break in to a... Chemical plant. Because <laughs> it's comics and there's just buildings so full many of chemicals. Weird chemicals all over the place. So many chemicals. And sometimes I guess people want to steal them. Or maybe I mean, they were going to steal the money inside the chemical plant somewhere. <laughs> the rich, rich chemical plant where they store yes. all the cash. Yeah, exactly. Um... But, uh, they, the heist ends up, uh, going wrong, uh, <coughs> somebody, like, catches them there as they're escaping, uh, Eel gets, uh, Pushed into the chemicals? And, yeah, and, 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 and the chemicals, he gets, he gets, he falls in a bunch of chemicals. That'll, that'll um, really get you, you really gotta watch where you fall. You you gotta watch out when you're burgling a chemical plant. You gotta pay attention to where you're going. Um, his, uh, his fellow, like, gang members leave him there. Uh, and he manages to escape, but he's badly injured, very disoriented. Um, these chemicals are making his body feel really weird. <laughs> um. Just like puberty. <laughs> Exactly like puberty. The time when chemicals make all of our bodies feel very weird. Um, and he uh, passes out. And then I think this is still in the original version of the backstory, but it's like made its way into other versions. Um, he wakes up being tended to by a monk who found him unconscious and, like, helped in him back to this. In the chemical plant? No, he, he was outside of the chemical okay, plant. Okay. He was in the street. I don't know what the monk was doing walking around the streets, but... I'm thinking, probably. Yeah. This is... One thing... Listen. Two things, especially early comics, have a lot of. Chemicals and monks. I... I, I just... I wish that there was a version of this story where, like, the monk also worked at the chemical plant and just, like, <laughs> yeah. walks in for the day and just sees this guy. <laughs> it's his side gig. I mean, um, it doesn't pay well being a monk now, does it? Gotta live. That's that's very true. Even monks are subject to capitalism. Unfortunately. Um. So this monk rescues him, helps, like, nurse him back to health um like jean valjean style the cops come looking for him the monk says like i don't know who that guy is i've never seen him before um and uh it helps eel have kind of a change of heart and decide that he wants to turn away from his life of crime um as he's recovering he discovers that uh <laughs> These chemicals have done some uh strange things to his body. Um he uh he's a he's a stretcherman now. Um he can uh stretch his body into all sorts of of shapes. He can shapeshift into different forms. Um he is uh Pretty, um, very resistant to damage. Um, he can, like, shrink and grow himself by sort of, like, changing the density of his body. Um, so his powers are, like, his base power set is, like, more extensive, uh, than elongated man's. But also one of the interesting things about Plastic Man is, like, even in his, like, early Golden Age appearances, um, he's a pretty, like, 
comedic character. Uh, and then once he gets acquired by DC, they still like lean into that. I think like, um, like one, because, you know, his backstory kind of like lends himself to it. Like, oh, he can be like sort of, you know, like a wisecracking criminal who doesn't like, you know, take things super seriously. And also because like stretchy powers are inherently pretty silly. <laughs> um, and with other characters, you know, like uh, Reed Richards or Ralph Dibney, they tend to kind of like give them another like thing that they do to offset the silliness of the stretchy powers. So it's like Mr. Fantastic is like, his primary thing isn't being stretchy. It's being, you know, a scientific genius. And like Ralph Dibney's main thing isn't necessarily being stretchy. A lot of the time it's solving mysteries. Um, Plastic Man's main thing is being stretchy. Um, <laughs> Look, and you, you gotta make your brand what you're good at. Yeah, exactly. And like, th they tend to embrace how inherently goofy that is. Um, and it's like played, I think, a little more seriously when he ends up like on the Justice League or like teaming up with other superheroes because they have to like kind of exist on the same level. But a lot of the times, um, sort of like Deadpool rules or like One Punch Man rules is like when you're writing a character with the purpose of comedy, their powers are sort of whatever is funny. <laughs> yep. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that Plastic Man is able to do that, like, out of context makes him one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. Um, and a lot of them are stuff that he's able to do because it's funny if he can do it. <laughs> um, but it also means that his, like, his power set can, like, change a lot because people can, like, make up a new thing that he can do um, because it would be, like, cool or funny. Uh, so there's, he can, the, he can do a lot of stuff. Um, cannot change color though. That's the one thing I, this is also established in like the DC era. He can't, for whatever reason, um, he has this, uh, like mostly red and yellow and then a little bit of black and like, I, like a very small amount of white outfit. Um, and whenever he shapeshifts into something, it has to be that color combination. He would be too powerful otherwise. He would be too powerful otherwise. Or I think if, I think maybe if it's like one of the colors he can do it. Like one time he shapeshifted to like disguise himself as Batman's utility belt, but also. Again, it is pretty funny that he can do that. So <laughs> maybe that's just why. But Rule of it, cool. Yeah. He has he he does have to stick to those colors. Um but he he gains these stretchy powers while he's recovering at this monastery. Um and uh he decides to uh dedicate himself to using these powers to help stop crime. Um, he can, you know, use his former kind of criminal connections and his knowledge of how that works to help kind of catch me if you can, like, criminals. He does end up becoming a cop and then a member of the FBI in, in this, which... <laughs> unfortunate. Unfortunate. Also, I don't think the character as written now would be a cop. <laughs> um he also um gets uh as similar to a lot of uh golden age characters especially uh goofier ones he gets a sidekick named uh woozy winks <laughs> um what was that you know it was just a, a noise at the name oh okay yeah yeah, um, Woozy Winks, who's, like, a little kind of, like, goofy, bumbling guy who just 
like tags along with him on adventures. Um, he's also uh, initially like a petty criminal when he's introduced and then he decides to help Plastic Man fight crime. He, <laughs> in his very first appearance, um, he has this backstory where he, he saved a wizard one time and <laughs> as thanks, the wizard put a spell on him that makes it so whenever he's in danger, like the forces of nature work to protect him. Oh my um, God. Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, a strong, like, something's trying to shoot him, and a strong wind, like, knocks them over, like, that kind of thing. Um, Thanks, wizard. Thanks, random wizard that just exists. He's falling, um, and a bird catches him. Yeah, this, this is the thing. This, this wouldn't fly now. Golden Age comics, you could just say, you could just have somebody say, one time I saved a wizard, and now this happens. It's very good, though. I want, <laughs> I want that to be my next D&D character. Yeah, just... <laughs> I saved a wizard once, and now I have wild magic? I don't know. I don't know, man. But, yeah, um, they, that ability gets dropped which is too bad because that again is the crime of it's the great. century <laughs> it is 2022 uh bring back i don't know if woozy has even shown up in comics in like the past like 40 years um bring, but uh, bring, back woozy, bring him back and then give him his wizard bring back the spell <laughs> Hey, DC, um, I have a great idea for your next movie. It's just this. <laughs> I have a completely foolproof pitch. Um, as long as you don't take it seriously, it'll be fun. Exactly. Um, yeah, so the the two of them, obviously, mostly, mostly Plastic Man, uh, but Woozy helps. Uh, the two of them... Uh, take down, you know, a number of uh, supervillains. They have some wacky adventures. Um, it, there is a lot of, like, goofy stuff that happens. It's A lot of stuff was goofier in the Golden Age in general. Um, but they, they, have, they have some very wacky adventures. Um, Quality Comics gets acquired by DC in, um, I think, so I think... I think the um the company stops publishing in like the mid 1950s um and DC ends up acquiring uh most of the rights they keep some of them uh publishing in the 50s and then I think like in the 60s um they revive a plastic man it doesn't last for very long i don't think it was like super popular um and then in the late 80s um after crisis uh they take a stab at like reintroducing a plastic man basically so um Phil, uh, Phil Folio, I believe, was the writer and the artist, um, for a miniseries that revamped, uh, Plastic Man's origin, um, takes out the stuff with the monk, um, keeps in, he was, you know, um, he and his gang were trying to, uh, burgle a chemical plant, um, he got injured and then a <laughs> fell in a bunch of chemicals. Um, he has like, uh, there's like part of this where it's like immediately afterwards, his powers start going like out of control. Um, and he's just like terrorizing the city without really realizing what he's doing. Um, and then when he does realize it, um, He's, like, so upset that he, um, 
you know, thinks about jumping off a bridge. Uh, and then... He does, and he just bounces right back up like a ball. He just bounces right back up. He's like, oh, I forgot. I'm a rubber guy now. Um, it's uh, Woozy who uh, finds him and stops him. And the two of them... Um, there's also, like, something in this where it's, like, Woozy was, like, in, like, an asylum, which I don't want to consider too much because it was, like, the 1980s, and I'm sure that was, like, pretty offensive. It um, probably was not good. It probably was not great. Um, and uh, rather than the kind of change of heart that he had with the monk um woozy like discovers you know eel's powers and he's like well maybe we can use these to make money um and plastic man's like okay i, I like, like money, money. <laughs> i like money i was doing a bunch of crimes before to get money and they're like okay they can't decide if um it would be they could make more money from stopping crime and like getting rewarded by people or from doing crime so they flip a coin and decide to become superheroes and fight crime um i do, <laughs> i do think this is sort of charming um i'm not sure i mean booster gold does already fill the ultimate niche of superhero who does superheroing for money. Um, but I also am like, I'm, I am consistently kind of charmed by the concept. And it's like, I do like the idea of him still being kind of like a criminal at heart. Um, but I also think it is a little, it's definitely more cynical. Um, and I do like having a character who's, you know, maybe can be kind of a lovable rogue, but does ultimately want to do good. I do also think that's nice. So I'm not, I, I, I don't know if there's a version of this backstory that I prefer. I think the monk thing is silly, but I also think the escaped mental patient thing is silly. And both of them were probably pretty offensive. <laughs> Um, it should have just been a guy who works at the chemical plant. Just a chemical plant man. Just a nice chemical plant guy. Just clocks um, in and he's like, oh, shoot. Yes. Um, Let's get you to I the decontamination I shower. <laughs> it's probably a little too late, but, you know, it can't hurt. Yes. Um, I know we do have at least some listeners who are, like, big Plastic Man fans, so please... Feel free to describe what version of this you prefer. Or if there's a new oh version. Please give us your ideal version. I do want to yes, hear them. Please, please give us your dream plastic man. I know in, in New 52, they did a whole thing where I think it was like his backstory was like connected to whatever was going on with Forever Evil. Um, I don't imagine that one was anybody's favorite, but maybe it was. <laughs> Um, maybe it was really good. I don't know. Who's to say? Um, but so this, uh, this is kind of the setup for this post-crisis miniseries. And this is what becomes his established, like, post-crisis backstory. Um, and then it just, you know, follows him and, uh, Woozy setting up a detective agency and like fighting crime, like various wacky crimes. Um, also like because he's a more minor character, um, I think writers had like more leeway with just doing whatever they wanted with him. So probably a lot of this got ignored by various writers at some point. Um, one, uh, one person who was a uh, pretty big Plastic Man fan was um, Grant Morrison. Okay. <laughs> um, who 
made uh made him part of the Justice League um while they were writing the Justice League uh in the 90s they um it's like again it's weird to take like kind of a primarily comedy character and like put him in a relatively like more serious setting like not just like a comic relief character although he is that but like a, a character, character that entirely to... hinges upon comedy yeah exactly um he like interestingly he's had like a lot of team-ups with batman i think for this reason um that it's inherently very funny to put batman next to like one of the 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 goofier superheroes that you can think of um but the the, they do batman does respect him a lot (laughs) (laughs) which is great um it's truly delightful um the first time he shows up in justice league is uh Batman recruiting him to uh disguise himself as the Joker so he can join um Lex Luthor's Injustice League and spy on them. Yeah, because he has the um, color scheme for the Joker. <laughs> just put different clothes on him. <laughs> just make him change and then like paint him. Yeah, make him change and then paint him. He shows up as the Joker and Lex is like, uh, did you get a new outfit? And he's like, yeah, I'm switching it up. I'm the Joker. I can't wear the same thing all the time. I'm chaos. Where's the fun in that? Lex? <laughs> Lex? Don't test me. I'm the Joker. I'll do something crazy. I'll blow this whole building up. It's I'll like, just oh, stab geez. you. Why'd I bring the jo- <laughs> I don't even want the Joker on this team. <laughs> Why'd I invite him? This sucks. <laughs> he's like, but I'm here now and you can't get rid of me. you could never get rid of the joker batman's like watching this like over comms he's like oh my god he's having too much fun pretending to be the joker (laughs) this was a mistake he's just like focus focus oh my god focus (laughs) come on if i focus too much i'll lose character (laughs) i gotta surrender myself to the joker um, hey, I just had a thought. Yeah. Jim Carrey is Plastic Man. You know, honestly, that feels like, on the one hand, a part of me is like, I think I would hate it. But on the other, I'm like, this feels like the role that Jim Carrey has been training for his whole life. <laughs> he can do so much with his face. They it's just, yeah, they don't. They wouldn't even need the video effects. Exactly. <laughs> they just put Jim Carrey in there and tell him to do a bunch of weird stuff with his face and body. And yeah. he's like, yep, got it. <laughs> um, Hey, also, if you're a Plastic Man fan, tell us who your Plastic Man Dreamcast would be. Because I'm also curious about that. Oh, yeah, that would be I great. I think if you're a Plastic Man fan, like, I do, I do like Plastic Man. I just have not been, like the most familiar with him but i do enjoy him enormously i like to see him i just you know I haven't like sought him out guy. this wacky wacky guy um he gets batman's help at some point it's uh revealed that he has a uh son with a woman he married when he was younger and then divorced i think also like at some point during the the dc era it's established that he doesn't age so his backstory still happened in the 40s and he's just like very funny doesn't get older (laughs) um he's just like oh yeah i remember world war ii everybody like looks at him like what what what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Hey, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know. Um, he, um... And then he's like, I, I look younger than I am. It's all the plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just leaves. <laughs> they 
just leave. They're like, we're forming a new Justice League without you on it. We're making a new base that you're not invited to. We can't do this. <laughs> um, he, um, at some point, um, he had a son with a woman he, like, married and then got divorced from. Uh, and he asks, like, for Batman's help because his son is starting to, like, fall in with the wrong crowd and, like, turn towards a life of crime. And he's like, Batman, I need you to scare my son straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh... Statistically does not work, by the way. <laughs> Scared straight to the opposite of its intention. Okay, but listen, nobody tried it with Batman. I mean, Batman did it with Jason. And look at him, <laughs> he turned out. <laughs> he got killed by the Joker and came back wrong. He got killed by the Joker and he came back more ready to do crime than ever. <laughs> Yeah, he Holy just does shit. crime, but, like, in a semi-good way? Yeah. Do you think... I just want the scenario where he goes up to Batman, like, hey, I need you to scare my son straight, and Batman just stands there and then just points at Jason. <laughs> like that? Like that? Like, you oh, want that? Oh, you know what? Actually, never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle this myself. Maybe I'll enroll him in therapy. And it's like, or yeah. you could go to literally anyone else. Superman's available. Superman's great, available. He was a great influence on my first son. Yeah. Honestly, my first son was a great influence on my youngest son by showing him love and compassion. Yeah, so have, maybe have you, try that. Maybe, maybe go talk to Dick. I don't think <laughs> I'm the best person for this job. Um, I, um... Anyways, he uh, he asks for uh, Batman's help with this. And this is the point where he, like, he disguises himself as Batman's utility belt for this conversation. Because um, he is... Uh, a helicopter parent? Scared. <laughs> well, he's scared to talk to his son. They have, like, been, like, they have not been in touch. And you I think be, that I don't this know is if... going to help, sir? Spying on your son's conversation with Batman? What was your plan? Just pop out like, haha, I'm here too. I'm here too. Um, no, he doesn't. He's I've scared to talk to his son. The whole time. <laughs> he also wants to know what's going on. Um, and like at some point also they like, uh, I, I, I don't know if this is when they establish it or if it was established sometime before this, but he's like, you know, I had a shitty dad and I'm scared of being a shitty dad. You know, that classic dilemma. Um, you know what? That is fair. But I, I can't, I can't fault him that one. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Batman does scare his son straight. And then afterwards he, um, he tells Eel that he's like, I'm, I am, I did handle that. I am disappointed that you didn't handle it yourself. Uh, because I've actually always thought that you would be one of the best dads out of anyone on the Justice League. Um, and he's like, oh man, now I have to think about that. Batman said something really nice, but he also said he was disappointed in me. It's <laughs> a lot to take in. Oh no, I, Batman was disappointed in me, and now I'm sad about that. But also, he thought I would be a good dad, which is heartening. But he's yeah. disappointed that I'm not a good dad. Oh, God. I want to impress yeah. Batman. He's Batman. Look at him. <laughs> um, his son also uh, does end up inheriting uh, plastic stretch abilities. Um, it's like one, one of those weird, like, comics timeline thing. I think, like, sort of the same thing that happened with... Damien, um, where he's first introduced in, uh, Kingdom Come, which is, like, a future, like, uh, miniseries about, you know, like, the future Justice League and focusing a lot on, like, various, like, 
superheroes, kids, um, that's like, you know, obviously not supposed to be canon necessarily. Just like uh, cartoon movie next Avengers. <laughs> Just like boy oh boy, movie that, that had a tremendous impact on me, next Avengers. Um that we did like watch together. <laughs> We did watch it. Not quite like that, because Next Avengers is delightful and Kingdom Come is much darker. Oh, unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. Um, but he's introduced... Uh, there's a character introduced in Kingdom Come uh, as the son of Plastic Man uh, named Ernie O'Brien uh, going by Offspring... As a superhero name. I guess because like. Bouncy. Spring is like a pun on like stretching. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, that, that's what son- I have to assume. <laughs> Hi. I'm the son of a stretchy man. My name is Offspring. Sure. Sure yeah. kid. <laughs> sure. Alright. Um, Not the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> um, so. The. The character in Kingdom Come is named Ernie O'Brien, and uh, Plastic Man's son that's introduced in canon uh, is named Luke. Uh, And then eventually it's revealed that Luke also has stretchy powers. Um, And then I think at some point um, they have, like, a character with, like, offsprings like kingdom come design like show up in like teen titans um like uh one year later after infinite crisis uh and later jeff johns was like oh yeah that was luke he became offspring um his ernie is his middle name (coughs) uh and that's why he was called ernie in kingdom come I like how they went for middle name and not, like, an alias. <laughs> no. As if that's not something that superheroes have sometimes. No, absolutely not. It is, uh, it's, it's simply, it's simply his middle name. Like, hey, I want you guys to call me by a name that is not offspring, you know, when we're having fun, but also to protect my identity, I don't want you to have my real name. Please call me Ernest. I am asking <laughs> you earnestly. To call me Ernest, which is why I chose <laughs> Ernest. It's <laughs> like, God damn it, not again. Um, so he, like, obviously, um, as you would expect to be the case with kind of a comic relief character, there's like a, some degree of fluctuation. Like there's, you know, like a lot of stories where it's like, Plastic Man, like, saves the day because he's, like, conveniently invulnerable to this one, like, uh, supervillain's ability. He's, like, he's immune to telepathy. That's just, like, a thing about him. Uh, Batman's like, yeah, I don't know, his brain's, his brain's weird. Um, he's got a weird brain. Nobody can mind control him. Too stretchy. Too stretchy. His brain's too stretchy. It just stretches around it. Um, and telepathic waves go boing. Boing. Um, he, uh, he, you know, also, like, helps kind of, uh, in addition to having an unconventional power set that ends up kind of solving problems in a unique way, he also tends to, like, think outside the box, and also he, you know, has his, like, thief background that means he's able to you know, think like a thief would think, um, which he is He also helpful. knows thieves can't. He knows thieves, it's so important, he knows thieves can't, and he has thieves tools proficiency. <laughs> um, and there's, like, uh, a, a storyline where it's, like, all of the Justice League get, like, separated into, like, superhero and civilian, like, personalities, um, and, uh, Eel is kind of like the main one who is like, no, we we gotta fix this because his like uh he's like trying to figure out he's like 
if he's actually like a good person now or if he's still just kind of like motivated by like attention and money um there have been i think like at least like two separate occasions um where uh he gets um he gets like smashed into a gajillion pieces um he gets frozen and then smashed into a gajillion pieces if i had a nickel for every time that happened i would have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's weird that it happens twice and then one of the times he gets frozen and smashed into a gazillion pieces um it's the justice league like goes thousands of years into the past um they get into this fight where plastic man gets frozen and shatters into a gazillion pieces um and they're like well we can't help him here so we have to go back to our own time and then find all the pieces and then we can help fix him um wait you can't just bring the pieces with you no there's too many pieces <laughs> but i don't know why they can't they can't just for some put them in a bucket <laughs> just put all the pieces in a bucket um they go back to their own time and then they put them back together and then when plastic man's back together he's like so I was conscious that whole time, but I was in a thousand pieces and I couldn't do anything. Um, so I'm gonna uh, quit being a superhero for a little bit. Cause I'm gonna sucked. take a vacation. I'm gonna go on a vacation. I'm actually, I'm gonna go bond with my son. I just um, had a thousand years where all I could do was think and exist. <laughs> um, he, uh... <laughs> yeah he does obviously he ends up going back to uh being a superhero um because comics you gotta um what if that was his supervillain origin story hey that might be fun like wh- it would be totally understandable <laughs> is the thing like the entire justice league would probably be looking at him like no no i get it if i was also smashed into a thousand pieces for a thousand years i would also turn evil probably (laughs) i would i i would simply have evil in my heart he um also nearly dies during uh blackest night um he gets his uh heart ripped out by one of the black lanterns but he survives uh but he's very uh badly wounded obviously um again i think in uh in new 52 um he like uh shows up in like something to do with the forever evil stuff it's like uh Owlman is, like, there, like, the evil, the the evil, like, Thomas Wayne Batman, who's, like, obsessed, (laughs) obsessed with Dick Grayson and straps into a big bomb, um, is, like, responsible for, like, tossing him into the, uh, chemicals. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I read a bunch of New 52 and I read people say things about it and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember what happened with any of you people. Um, he shows up in Rebirth um, during some of the uh, Dark Knight death metal stuff. Um, <laughs> I want to read just this one sentence I screen cap because it's just like so like... This this is what <laughs> Dark Knight's death metal was like to read. Plastic Man assists Mr. Terrific into thwarting Simon Stagg's plot to open the portal to the Dark Multiverse using Metamorpho, who had been transmuted to Nth Metal. It's just, like, every sentence you just gotta hear about the Dark Multiverse and the Nth Metal, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fully understand what they were any time they were mentioned. Scott. <laughs> Rip to Metamorpho, though. That's rough. Sorry about your life, Rex. Sorry. Sorry, my guy. Um, but he, um, he shows up in, uh, in Rebirth. He teams up with, uh, Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho, I think, a few times after that. Um, and, uh, I think, 
uh, Luke does exist in Rebirth. I He is not offspring, but he does have stretchy powers, I believe. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh, what else Plastic Man is up to, but I hope, I hope he's having a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's fun. He's a very, very enjoyable character. I like to see him. Um, did you, uh... Did you have anything else uh, to mention, or should we just talk about the uh, multiple exciting announcements that happened literally today? Uh, I don't have any comics to talk about. I have been in full pirate's brain rot. <laughs> still, still has not loosened its grip upon you. No, I finished another fic yesterday. Um... Is this the one I, you were telling me about? Yeah, the nine and a half thousand word explicit fic. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Good luck trying to find it. Internet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh and then um this morning and yesterday I spent some time going through and just Clipping out scenes and making a catalog for which file is what mm-hmm. scene for mm-hmm, AMV mm-hmm, purposes, mm-hmm. because I guess I'm an mm-hmm, AMV mm-hmm. guy now. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done the first two episodes. I only have eight more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it's, there. It's a very strange way to rewatch a television television show. I will say that much about it. All right, let me watch a scene and pause and go back a few frames to where it switches and cut and save and continue. (laughs) I keep going into my Our Flag Means Death server and, like, just going in like, Hey, what do you guys think about this scene? Hey, what do you guys think about this scene? Hey, what do you guys think? Oh my god. I'm like, I hope y'all are ready for me to never shut up. But I God guess bless. that can bring us into, th- tangentially through Taika Waititi, um, Thor Love and Thunder teaser dropped. <laughs> Thor for more Thor. Thor for more Thor. Um, I'm... I'm so excited. It could It could have shown anything in the trailer, and I probably would be excited, which is not a power that most Marvel movies have over me at this point, Yeah, but I, this one does. I honestly, I haven't touched the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a bit, mm-hmm. and I saw the trailer and I hit play so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Thor, <laughs> Thor teaser trailer and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Put it in my brain. I need to see Thor. How's he doing? <laughs> I gotta see my guy. Um, my my take on this is that no matter what else happens, if there is a scene in this movie that feels even just like eighty percent as good as the immigrant song scene in Ragnarok on the bridge <laughs> feels, I'll be like, this was a success. This whole movie was worth it, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm i just crossing my fingers and hoping for a Rocky-style workout montage. They showed him, yes. like, with the chains, and I'm like, oh no. It's <laughs> delightful. Um, I've done that shit with rope. It is difficult. I hate it. <laughs> Good luck, Thor. <laughs> um, I, um, also today, uh, it was, uh, Ryan North announced that, uh, they've made a, uh, a Squirrel Girl podcast, um, starring, uh, Milana Vintrub as Miss Doreen Green, um, where, uh, it's like, uh, it's the... <laughs> The 
Squirrel Girl Unbeatable Radio Show, where they get like uh, special guest callers in every episode, and Squirrel Girl tries to help them solve their problems. Um, I have not listened to this yet. I did the first episode is out uh, as of now, and then I think they're coming out like weekly. Um, but uh, I haven't listened to the first episode yet. I did watch the like trailer they put out for it which has a theme song um of course it does it was delightful um so i'm just so glad that nancy produces it (laughs) it feels right it feels organic and right um so like love that love um love to see here it also they released like i think a marvel unlimited exclusive like comic with it that's just like a comic version of I don't think a comic version of the episode, but a comic of Squirrel Girl deciding to make a radio show. Um Squirrel Girl, again, a character who operates under a lot of the same principles as Plastic Man, honestly, where it's just like Squirrel Girl could do whatever she wants, because it's funny. Yeah. Um so uh that's super exciting. And, like, a, a couple hours before we recorded, I saw the headline that uh, one of the stories in DC Pride is going to be about uh, Connor Hawk coming out as Ace. <laughs> this is expe- especially good news for us, an entirely Ace-run podcast. <laughs> the world's number one Ace-only comic book podcast. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think there have been any, like, Ace-centric stories in previous versions of DC Pride, or if there are canon Ace DC characters besides, like, who aren't, like, aliens or robots or something, which I love aliens and robots, but also <laughs> it it is different. Yeah, we, we can have both. There's room in our hearts for both. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so that was also announced, I think, since we last recorded, it, uh, was the lineup for DC Pride. Um, we mostly, before now, I think it was, it was mostly just, uh, we had like the story titles and the creative teams, and we knew that it was going to involve introducing, um, Nicole Maines, a dreamer from CW Supergirl into, like, the DC universe proper. And also that uh, one of the stories was going to be written by uh, Kevin Conroy, um, very well-known voice actor for Batman for years and years and years, did a great job, and also, like, uh, a gay man. Uh, So... I I believe it's, like, kind of a personal, like, essay comic, but there weren't a lot of details on it besides Kevin Conroy, first time writing comics, uh, talking about Batman. So that's exciting. Um, at, at some point also, I can't remember if we mentioned this, um, as part of, like, uh, DC's, like, summer crisis event death of the justice league um tom king is going to be writing a one shot about like an alternate universe version of like uh superman and john um and like superman actually getting to watch john grow up instead of he goes into space and then he comes back (laughs) and he's a teen now um so i am excited for that not as excited as i am for the pride stuff um it, and it is our right also, case <laughs> it is listen it's what we deserve um i did also this past week pick up the newest issue of um superman um which uh features uh lois doing some like very cool stuff some very fun lois moments um has a <laughs> has a, a brief um, Batman cameo, and then, to me, what was a very, 
<laughs> a very unintentionally funny um cliffhanger to kind of close the issue on. Um I'm excited to see what happens. Um I think it's if if you've read it, I it's supposed to be very dramatic, but I am just like laughing thinking about what this could possibly mean. Um so there's that. But it was a very cute issue. Um a lot of uh it does include uh John coming out to his mom, which, you know, we'd love to see it. Um, yeah. Wow. Big, uh, big day. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, comic books, for once, for giving us all of this great content and also giving it to us, one, on my birthday week, and two, before we recorded, <laughs> instead of after. Honestly, I feel like that's probably the best birthday present. <laughs> yeah, truly. It never happens. <laughs> They're like, hmm, Olivia's birthday week. Should we, should we, you know, say stuff before she records? <laughs> <laughs> Let's consider that. Oh, also, um, the, uh, the new Batman movie is, uh, streaming as of today when we're recording this. Um, so you can watch it on HBO Max, and probably you could watch it on some places that aren't HBO Max, but I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, no, I'm, but, I'm, I'm a good law boy. Yeah, I always, I follow the rules, baby, just like Batman would want. I'm lawful um, good, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but if, uh, if you are able to see it, and you haven't yet, we... Did both really enjoy it. We did a bonus episode about how much we really enjoyed it. So, um, do recommend if you get the chance and you have three hours. Also, if you're in Our Flag Means Death, Brain Rut Like Me, maybe this will get you. Con O'Neill's in it. <laughs> I can't believe that this man is in the two pieces of media that made me lose my shit recently. Wait, who... <coughs> who is that Kenzie? Um, he's, he's like the, uh, after the commissioner dies, he's the one that takes over, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. He, he's one of the people who, like, clears out the room when, when, uh, Gordon's like, alright, so you're gonna hit me in the face and you're gonna get out of here. So he gets to be there for that. Which Holy is shit. probably just delightful. When I found that wow. out, I did fully do a deep dive like, wait, where was he? <laughs> Which one was <laughs> he? Hold on. Hold on. Wow. I can't wait to finish the pirate show and then rewatch Batman and be like, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. Is he hands? <laughs> Incredible. Oh, there's, holy shit. There's my man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Really quick, speaking of Con O'Neill, very fun. Yes. has been retweeting a lot of fan art on Twitter, and I love that energy. I did see a screen cap of him saying that he was okay with extremely horny fan art, which is like, <laughs> right on, dude. Good, good. Thank you, sir. Chase your bliss. Um, Vico Ortiz also has been great online. On Twitter, specifically requested a polyamory fan cam of their character and two other characters. Just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> in, Can't... in it, they were like, I tried to make this myself, but I was so bad at it. Somebody who's better than me at this, please make it for me. I want it to be this set to this song. If anybody can do that. And I'm like, that is some very good energy. I love that. Honestly. Cosplay Izzy Hands truly... went to the Ren Fair. I'm trying so hard not to make a parasocial relationship with Vico Ortiz. <laughs> Boy, that's, this is, that's tough, though. Like, this is just, like, a, a briar parasociality, like, beam. <laughs> they just seem so cool. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, jeez. All right. I think that's all the very exciting stuff we had to talk about. <laughs> um, 
Thank you for joining us once again on Capes and Japes. If you want to uh, see what we're up to, you can follow us online on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, just at Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, if you have Plastic Man takes, we would love to hear them, along with, you know, and anything else you want to send us. Not anything else. Like, don't send us, like, you know, like... Weird messed up yeah. shit, but like <laughs> it's not if you have it's not open season yeah what is this the purge <laughs> if you have you know normal friendly questions or opinions for us we would be more than happy to hear them um we have a uh discord server that you are welcome to join um uh, where you can <laughs> Keep up with all of the uh, fun stuff that keeps getting announced for us. Come come celebrate everything coming up Capes and Japes. <laughs> um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. You can get bonus content, uh, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, we If you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, uh, if you wanted to leave a rating and review, that would be swell. We would appreciate it. We would give you a shout out for sure. Um, if you tell a friend about the show, if you think they'd be interested, that is always great. And just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you for being here for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always insert stretchy pun here i didn't think ahead i should have been thinking ahead i got too caught up in pirates i i will say you you made multiple puns this episode you you made 100 percent more puns than i did this episode so <laughs> i think you get a pass all right all right i'll take it uh.